0: It is my hope that through these episodes, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear real stories from real leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy this series as together we hear how they're making their world better. The Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, Making Your World Better. Today's guest grew up and still lives in New York City. In fact, during 9-11, he was living there and sadly lost a lot of close friends and colleagues during that terrible tragedy. In fact, that event itself, coupled with how he was raised by his parents, has really created the man he's become. In fact, he is all about Not just making a living, but making a life. Our guest today is Dr. Edward Alvarez, a top New York City cosmetic dentist. Uh, Dr. Alvarez is the youngest of three children born to parents who came to the United States from Columbia back in the 1960s. And from a very young age, his parents instilled in him a strong sense of values, morals, and ethics that make him and his two sisters, who are also physicians, the professionals that they are today. Dr. Alvarez is a police surgeon for both the New York State Troopers as well as the Amtrak Police Department. As you listen to today's show, don't ever underestimate the difference that you can make in your community. Together, we really can make this world a better place. Enjoy today's show. We're really glad to have you on the show. Thanks for being on the Nonprofit Podcast today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Harder. It's such a pleasure uh, to be on with you, and and I appreciate you uh, taking some time to uh, spend with me today.
0: Absolutely. No, I'm glad. I, I want people to hear a little bit more about your story. You've got some very interesting things that you do and are doing. Um, so just start with a little bit of your story. What was it like growing up, and what did you want to become when you grew up?
1: You know, uh, I grew up in Queens, New York. I was the uh, Third uh, child to my family. My two sisters came with my parents from Columbia in the uh, 60s, like you said. I was born in uh, 1973. I was the bouncing baby boy from the U.S. And um, I grew up in a a very wonderful home. Uh, I always say that I couldn't get away with anything because I had a dad and three moms, since my sisters are much older than I am. Um, But they all set a a wonderful example for me. Uh, My sisters went on to medical school and um they really showed me what it was like to work hard and 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 study hard, and that's something that our parents um truly instilled in us. you know my parents in Colombia, my dad was a banker, my mom was a uh, teacher, but you know when you come to America and you don't speak the language and whatnot, um you take a lot of different jobs and and you work hard, but uh they always wanted us to make something of ourselves. And um, they always wanted us to be successful, and they taught us how to do things the right way and, and work hard and treat people well. And um, it, it just led me on this path as my sisters to just become a professional and, and somebody who who cares about their fellow person. And um, like I said, they, they went into uh, medical school, and I decided I wanted to do something uh, similar but a little bit different, so I went to dental school. Um, I was very interested in... The artistic component of it, I was very interested. Even as a child, and and people kind of laugh at me when I say that I wanted to be a dentist by age seven, but uh, it was truly a calling for me. Um, aside from from wanting to, of course, be a, an Air Force fighter pilot, which maybe a lot of a lot of guys uh, want to do when they're younger, but um, you, you know, I worked very hard. My parents. Um, always taught me to do the right thing. And I think that's what's carried me to this point in my life right now.
0: We have leads to the next question. Who were your main mentors growing up and how did they shape your life?
1: You know, my dad um, gave his all and so did my mom. You know, my dad would work during the day and my mom would work at night so that I would always have somebody at home with me. And they both taught me how to be a a good human. And I I learned every day um, something new from them. And, The that no matter what you're doing, you do it to your best uh, ability. For me, at a young age, obviously that was school, and then now it's it's work itself. Um, They taught me the morals. My dad was very much involved with church, and uh, you know that instilled something great in me. To this day, I I love going to to church and being involved with my church, and uh, the morals that it gave me, and it allows me to also pass that on to others in my life, and I I truly enjoy that. I think uh, it's shaped me in a way that I always look to do good and try to tell people to do good and uh, see the benefit of being a good person in every day and helping your fellow man.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And that matches really well with the whole thrust of this show. Um, now, you're one of the top cosmetic dentists in the country, as I understand. And as such, you, I'm sure this has afforded you numerous professional opportunities and accolades. But you also invest quite a bit of your time to volunteer work. I mean, you intentionally carve out time in your schedule. So talk a bit about that. What, what do you do to serve your community and why do you do it?
1: I think, you know, we're always presented with so many different opportunities. Every day uh, is an opportunity to help somebody, whether it's um, the person that may be on the street to uh, just somebody that might ask you for advice. I think one of the the best things that I've been able to do is uh, advise youth who may have questions and and how they can um, succeed in life. You know, and and many times people uh, like to give excuses, oh, well, you know, um, I've been dealt this hand in life or you know I you know coming back to the immigrant issue uh you know my parents were immigrants and, and like I said they didn't speak the language but you know we all made something of ourselves and I feel that I can pass that on you know uh it's humbling to see somebody come to you and, and say give me advice and I'm glad I'm able to do that many times people may be um a little bit Disappointed in, in how things are going, or they may not know if they can succeed, or they feel that you know they have the weight of their sho- of the world on their shoulders. But I show them that you can succeed, you can move ahead, and I love to be a mentor for somebody else. Um, even yesterday, uh, I had a, a, a doctor from another country visiting, and she's actually from Venezuela. And the political conditions in Venezuela make life very difficult. And one of the things that she said is when she came here, she sees how lucky we are uh, in this country and and how blessed we are with everything that we have. And I try to pass that same thought on to other people. We're we're very blessed. And we can go anywhere we want to so long as we have faith. Uh, I have a lot of faith in God, and, and I thank God every day for everything that I have. And that we, you know, put our nose to the grindstone that we need to um, put the effort. And if we do put that effort, we can succeed. Um, I'm somebody who feels that excuses really shouldn't exist because my parents had no money when they came to this country. Uh, I grew up, you know, in, in sometimes tough conditions and we still succeeded. So if you dedicate yourself and you, and you go to school and you work hard, you will be successful. When I, Purchased my practice here in New York City or started my practice it was not even a year post 9-11 and um you know here I am a young Latino guy going into New York City to take on this big huge practice, and many people uh said, oh, I don't know if you're gonna succeed or not and um I didn't even have that as an option. I said uh it's sink or you know swim or sink, and uh I'm not gonna sink, I'm gonna swim, and I passed that on to other people so I try to tell young people or, or even other um, professionals that may be struggling that if we really put our mind to it and we have faith that uh, we can definitely carry tr- uh, carry through to things. Um, I really believe that our legacy is important. You know, we have to leave the world a better place than when we got here. Um, my father, who passed away back in 2008, the Most important thing I think that I learned from him was what a good person he was and and the people that came to me and said, your father did this for me or your father did that for me. And he never did anything with any desire to gain from it. He did it all from his heart. And I want to carry his legacy through and uh, hopefully, I'll leave that for my children one day as well.
0: Well, what of a powerful example for you from your father. That's fun to hear about that. Well, and you mentioned 9 11, and you know, before the show, you just briefly talked a bit about how 9 11 very personally impacted you as it impacted our entire country. But uh, you living in New York City, you had people that were lost in that terrible tragedy. Talk a little bit about what you have done from that point on and and particularly as it impacts how you've offered as I understand it some free care, some volunteer work and where you've given back to the community.
1: Absolutely. I, I think uh, 9/11 affected everybody um here in New York personally. I went to school at NYU, which was a couple blocks from the World Trade Center, so every day as I was walking to class, I I'd see those two beautiful towers there. I remember being a young boy and my dad taking me to the towers and looking up at them and just being in awe and uh, as well as later on being on top of them and, and, you know, being at the top of the world, literally. And um, to lose them, I I still remember being a dentist, uh, a comment that a little boy made and he said, it looks like New York lost its two front teeth. And it was very hard for many people to recover from that. And uh, I think we all saw how frail life can be. And how quickly, uh, life can elude us. So for me, it really made me say, what else can I do? You know, I saw so many friends, so many people go down there to help. And, and they didn't care what would happen to them. They ran into buildings that were burning. They went and, uh, assisted in, in retrieval of, of whether it be of people or, or, I hate to say it, of, you know, body parts or whatever. Uh, And they gave selflessly uh, of themselves. Unfortunately, I've seen also now a lot of friends with uh, diseases that have come from uh, being at ground zero during 9-11. One of my patients who's a retired New York City uh, detective uh, lost his kidney. Uh, I've had patients that unfortunately have passed away. And when anybody would look at these officers and these other first responders that went there, and, and you have to see them as heroes. And you have to see how they gave of themselves, and you should do the same for them. Um, These are people that would do anything for you. And and so many times, particularly in in right now, how things are in, in the climate in our country, police are really uh, spoken of in an ill manner and and seen with such suspicion when, in reality, my experience has been that they're they're just wonderful people. Uh, Of course, there's good and bad in everything, but um, for the most part, like everybody else, they just want to get home at night. And um, being able to help them and show them that, you know, what they do doesn't go in vain, that that we as civilians appreciate what they do every day I think it's it's wonderful, and I encourage everybody around me to to do that. People want to give back to the police, police want to give back to the community. And uh, it makes something like what I do in terms of taking care of somebody who may have sustained an injury and can no longer af- afford treatment, for me to be able to donate some treatment for them. Um, you know, whether it's a denture or whatever, it might sound silly, But uh, it's really giving somebody their smile, their their life back and and giving them some happiness. Um, I truly enjoy it. And and I think it's just an incredibly rewarding thing to do to, to help everybody around us.
0: I'm guessing as a leader of the Latino community, a lot of people look to you for leadership. And so talk about your work among state troopers and leaders in law enforcement. Why is it so important? And what difference are you making?
1: Yeah, as as police surgeons for the uh, troopers and the uh, Amtrak Police Department, we are completely a volunteer force. Um, So we do carry a shield and an ID, uh, but uh, we serve completely uh, out of our own hearts and our own time. Uh, We do not get paid in any way. Um, But we're there for when these people that serve us need our help. So uh, many times we can be called on in terms of a consultant role if if somebody gets injured in the line of duty uh we can go to the hospital we can uh provide medical information to them or to their uh family who can be there for, for support as well uh if after an immediate emergency let's say uh somebody had a car accident it my realm would be in terms of reconstructing their smile so if somebody has a car accident during a vehicle chase or whatever it may be, and all of a sudden. Police are our are, are heroes uh, at home, just like the military is our heroes overseas. And um, different uh, police forces, they will sacrifice themselves to help anyone, regardless of race or religion or social status. And I feel that it, it's important for us to be able to give back to them uh, as well. And um, we serve as police surgeons uh, many times in an advisory role. They can come to us and just request information if, if they have a question about a certain procedure. You know, we have all types of different specialties uh in, in our ranks as police surgeons. We have cardiologists, we have neurologists, uh, obviously dentists and, and whatnot. So we can definitely be a resource for them and we can also be a consultant for them if they're having their medical care done or we can actually provide services for them and we will do it um either in a pro bono state or uh you know we will basically we'll just cover our costs we're not looking to do anything in terms of profit um we're just looking to help out the people that that help us.
0: This show focuses on the nonprofit sector and as such what has been your experience with nonprofits and what do you think is the most important role that the nonprofit sector serves in our world?
1: Uh I think the, the the important thing about nonprofits it's is that it fills the gaps where the government can't you know there many times our government can have wonderful intentions and um so many things to, to help our our populace but unfortunately we run out of money in terms of a government and i think that's where nonprofit come in where private citizen out of the goodness of its heart uh can give to an organization uh no matter you know which nonprofit it may be and they can feel confident that that money is then going to be used to help people you know i've been involved with uh quite a few nonprofits um one is uh the shelter project which is a collaboration between the humane society and uh something called Maddie's fund which does which does uh public service announcements and it's looking to make uh shelters the first place that people go look for pets. Uh, One of the most wonderful things that I'm doing right now and that's going to be coming up is something called Freedom Day USA. Uh, It's the largest military thank you event um, where one day a year uh, businesses donate their services or whatever it may be just to say thank you to um, active military and veterans and and their immediate families. And um, I think that's a perfect example of, of a role of a nonprofit because many times our, our military comes home, our veterans, and they have very basic uh medical or dental care with the VA and you know, we all know the, the headaches that people have with the VA uh as we've seen in the news. And here we can now fill in and, and where somebody may not be getting the care that they want or or that they need, um this nonprofit, you know, Freedom Day USA people such as myself and other dentists and other medical providers can now step in and, and say, okay, we'll, we'll take over where the VA uh, does it. We can give you something that, you know, you've been waiting six weeks or eight weeks or, or three months for a visit. Let's take care of your problem. Let's help you out. And um, we have to be so thankful for our military and for, for everything that they do for us. And, uh, you know, they they sacrifice their obviously their lives and and their health and their families and everything just to protect us and I'm, I'm very grateful.
0: Well, thank you for your service to our veterans. And I really do uh, just love your heart to want to give back. Again, with a successful practice, you could just uh, spend all your days just you know making more money and doing really well with your cosmetic dentistry. But you decide to and you choose to intentionally put time into your schedule to give back to others. Um, this whole show is about how people are making the world better. And I feel like it's obvious that you're doing that. Um, maybe share a little bit more because you shared a bit before the show, just a few other things that you're doing. Um, uh, to really give back again, whether it be with law enforcement or with military, and the fact that you are making a difference in that uh, medical community where people are being inspired. Uh, what other stories do you have for us in terms of things you've done and you, and people have responded by getting involved and actually rallying around your cause?
1: You know, it, it's, it's uh, really funny, but I really think that you can – affect your community and you can affect the world and uh sometimes it might be something that people think is silly but um it it means a lot to others um one of the things that I've done with with my office here is there was an earthquake in uh Ecuador and all the search and rescue dogs were being injured so we got together a collection just of boots for search and rescue dogs and we did a huge you know social media campaign and and things like that so we can we can reach beyond our own borders and our own hometowns to help people overseas uh and by doing that we can inspire people to do something at home well if i can do something overseas there's no reason you can't do something at home to, to help somebody here to help somebody in a soup kitchen to help somebody um you know who's on the street with no shoes and um i I think making the world better, we can do it as the whole world or we can do it in our own in our own community uh, other uh nonprofit that I've worked for or worked with is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Unfortunately, being involved with law enforcement and military and um just in general. I've lost uh, quite a few people that I know to suicide, and I've made a huge effort at raising funds and and awareness for the cause. Uh, I've walked in uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which I think is a wonderful nonprofit, has something called the Overnight, where you walk from sunset to sunrise, uh, symbolizing coming out of the darkness and bringing um, issues such as suicide, depression, and all mental illness out into uh, into the light and raising funds from the, for them and bringing awareness to that cause. Um, again, with, with the police department, just being out in the community, I was able to help during Superstorm Sandy or Hurricane Sandy, where many people don't know and as time goes on, on people tend to forget, but approximately 300,000 homes were destroyed in the New York, uh, New Jersey area. And what I did during this time was I shut down my office. So this is, you know, my career, my living and whatnot, but I shut down my office for two weeks. And I went out into the field with NYPD, even though I'm uh, with the New York State Troopers. uh, NYPD gladly accepted me because we were needing anybody and everybody we could. And uh, we went out into the different flood zones and the different areas that were destroyed. I was handing out food. I was handing out, um, you know, clothes. I was doing any first aid medical care that I could for people that were injured uh, or for police officers or whatnot that had gotten injured during the uh, uh, process of, of relief. Um, a funny story that I remember is I was working and uh, in, out in the field and this gentleman came up to me and he said, uh, can I have your flashlight? And I said, well, I kind of need my flashlight. And he said, but can I have it? I really need it. And I said, why? And he said, you know, Everything is dark at night, and we have to do our own um, neighborhood patrol. So we're walking around with our flashlights and our dogs trying to keep everything safe. And uh, so needless to say, I gave him my flashlight. But it showed how people who just a few days before had everything very quickly lost it because of this storm.
0: And it's obvious that you just internally have this desire to give back, and so you've uh, intentionally done that. Um, What advice would you give to, say, nonprofit leaders that are listening to this show and they would love to engage the medical community, whether it be dentists in their area or local physicians, um, that they have a great cause, but they really would like to partner, say, with local dentists or physicians to help their cause move forward, whether it be locally uh, or overseas. What would you recommend them to do? How would you... um, uh, walk them through how to engage, say, their local physicians and or dentists to get them uh, captured enough and excited enough to take time out of their schedule like you have to get involved with their nonprofit?
1: I I think we have to appeal to um, our true good nature. I think anybody who goes into a medical profession, be it dentistry, be it uh, medicine, nursing, whatever it may be, we have an incredible sense of altruism inside of us. Uh, You know, you, you go in as a healer. And I think many people will forget that along the way, and and they think of money or or whatnot. But deep down, they they really know why they became a a physician or a dentist or a nurse. And I think if leaders appeal to that inner sense of altruism, inner sense of wanting to help, um, people in the medical community will come out. I've seen so many different dentists at, at big meetings. I just went to a meeting called Zero World out in Las Vegas, and there was eighty five hundred dentists and when they announced you know we thank let's let's give gratitude to the military members in our audience. Everybody stood up and everybody cheered, and everybody applauded and You know we're ready to rally for any cause that we're called upon. I think uh, many times we're seen as you're a doctor, you're a dentist, you're in your little office and you don't know anything else outside those walls. And I think we're actually very receptive. So business leaders, um, non for profit uh, leaders should not have any fear in approaching us. You know, I, I will always take the time to listen to somebody who's asking me for help. And I think because of, of the nature of somebody in the medical profession, they'll do the same.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing. I love your heart. And uh, it's obvious that you really are driven by an internal value uh, to make a difference. And yet we've not really talked much about your practice. And so, um, you know, your practice is very impressive. And so if people are listening to this podcast, they want to learn more about you and your practice, where would you send them? you Would you send them to Twitter, to Facebook? Is there a website? Yeah, we,
1: we, we have all of them. We uh, Our website is uh, www.nw.com. NYClaserDentist.com and uh, you can definitely find us on uh, Instagram and you can find us on Twitter. Uh, our handle on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at NYClaserDentist. Uh, I am uh, also a writer for Huffington Post and uh, for a couple other publications. So if you were to put my name into the search, uh, I'm sure you can you can find us. I am always open to... Uh, talking with anybody and if anybody has any questions they can always email me my personal email is com. um if there's ever any way I can help I'm I'm always uh looking to to help my fellow person and to to make a difference in somebody's life so uh please don't be afraid to to call me or or email me I'm I'm here
0: well, again, our guest has been Dr. Edward Alvarez, a top New York City cosmetic dentist. and But he's also someone who really takes seriously this idea of giving back and making the world better. Dr. Alvarez, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you're doing, for serving both uh, state troopers, uh, the military, and just jumping in where needed, whether that be in Ecuador or uh, after a hurricane. Just i I'm really impressed with how you've given back in so many ways. Thanks again for your time today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Hart. It's been my pleasure.